I declare bankruptcy! Bears eats Battlestar Galactica. Depression? Isn't that just a fancy word for feeling bummed out? Dwight, you ignorant slut! Not only the years we've been at war, but from the moment as a child when we realized that the world could be conquered. You're listening to Great Scott, and with me is my real-life deskmate, Amanda. <laughs> what does real-life deskmate mean? Just that I'm here in the room with you? Yeah, and we share a desk in real life if we had a desk. We don't own a desk. We have a table. That's true. And we keep all our computers on the same table. That's true. So, deskmate. Okay. Um, we are a member of the Broken Jars Broadcast Network. So visit BrokenJars.xyz to listen to all of our amazing content, including Dangerous to Go Alone. Featuring myself and J-Ray. Uh, High Fantasy, Dresden Files podcast, A Long Haul, uh, which is the new show, and a bunch of other stuff that's uh, really great. And a big what up to our sponsors at Zencaster. Visit Zencaster.com, type in Broken Jars, all caps, to get 20% off uh whatever subscription you choose to sign up for. Awesome quality podcast for an awesome price. Zancaster. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, Jacob is in San Diego uh, participating in some type of like sh- thing. Yeah, some it's kind called of like, like a con- convention. Comics about comics. Something like that. I'm not sure. Is it California Funny Book Show? Yeah. I think that's what That it's sounds called. right. Yeah. Uh, Swally's away. Uh, Amanda and I are coming at you to talk about something that we didn't get to discuss uh, during our season two recap, which is the first batch of Office webisodes. Uh, this particular arc is called The Accountants. So they were released. Um, online back in 2006 uh, you could have seen them on NBC.com they're available on YouTube they're probably still on NBC and they were also I believe attached to the DVD releases but um, so this one is just basically 10 episodes that focus on pretty much all of the accountants well that but like pretty much all the non-stars right right the biggest name in the in this run of episodes is probably Rain Wilson. Wilson. It's Wilson, right? Sorry. Yeah. Rain Johnson came to my brain. Rain Star Wilson. Wars going up in my brain. Um, we see Steve Carell, don't we? But he doesn't talk. You know, I always wonder, too, because we, we don't get a close-up, That's though. true. It could just be a body double. Yeah, that's what I wonder. All right. Um, Not sure. But yeah, so as Amanda said, the, the storyline does focus on the accountants. We do see Jan Levinson, um, but and at this point, she's also not really up there, you know, in terms of her importance of the show as a whole. Right. Um, and we find out that there is $3,000 missing from their books. Right. Um, now, does that seem like a problem? I mean, it depends. I don't really know what Dunder Mifflin's like. I don't know. Like how much that company or that branch specifically, right. I should say. Earned like how much money. Time. Yeah. For $3,000 to be relevant or not. And I also don't know. I, 
I mean, it's kind of confusing to me, like, what they're even talking about. Are they talking about a quarterly book, a weekly book, a monthly book? Right, like, right. And it's weird to me that they've divided it up in some way also, where each one of them seems to be responsible for, like, a third of the account keeping. Yeah. yeah it yeah. seems more likely that, like, two people would be in charge of keeping the books together. That way, each one was checking each other or something, right. you know, like... Well, they do say later on when they're talking about uh, redundant departments that accounting has redundancies too in many it. people. In yeah, it, right. right. Uh, so that's a good point too. Which obviously, yeah, I just don't know how even beneficial for them to have all the people if they keep if or if they have messed it up or whatever. Yeah, I just don't know how exactly it, it functions. How yeah. what each of them does is unclear to me. Well, cause the other thing too is it seems like we'll get into it in a hot minute, but. That they have thousands of dollars in petty cash. Yeah, that seems crazy that too. Crazy, also, right? yeah, I, I can't imagine any company keeping more than even I don't know. I'd say at the most like five hundred bucks right. in petty cash. Right. I can't imagine what a company like Dunn Mifflin would need five hundred, even five hundred dollars of petty cash for. Right. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, well, so, the Jan hears it. She says, "All right, well, go go to it," and um, immediately they think it's Michael. He has a history for doing this kind of thing. Right. Um, he, he, so far, as to have had said he went out to lunch with a client, but then bring him back like a receipt for a new shirt, that kind of right. thing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very good at covering his tracks, but no. that being said, nothing is abundantly clear that it's him. So they decide to do an investigation through the office. And the first person they interview is Phyllis. Right. Um, so Phyllis comes over to the accounting department and... Uh, they kind of, you know, they kind of give her the the whole the picture that they need to know, right? If she's ever used company money without submitting a receipt, and we find out that she has. I know. Jacques. Um, but what'd she do? I forget. What did she? She do? purchased shoes because her heels broke or something on a sales call. Oh right, 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 right. Do you remember how much they were for? Yeah, not a lot. Fourteen dollars. Fourteen dollars. I was gonna say twenty, but yeah, yeah fourteen. Uh, we also find out that Phyllis no longer needs to use company money or a company card because Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, uh, gave her a company card for their thing. Which is weird and doesn't make any sense. I mean, she should if she has a Dunder Mifflin company card, if there's any Dunder Mifflin expenses, she should be charging those to that card. Well, what I imagine is it's not really for company expenses. They're like personal expenses. Right. Um, because, again, Bob is obviously part of the mafia right um or yeah. something so in that moment it just feels like is she just saying it to like brag about the fact that she has this card so. that she can spend that she could just buy yeah, whatever she can buy a she diamond wants. ring with That's or whatever right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah a mink coat <laughs> yeah a purple mink coat <laughs> yes we watched this direct the other day it was great we did okay moving on uh the next person we interview is meredith now um Angela takes the lead on this one, and uh, she's trying to be very calculating in that she's not being super clear as to what they are after. Yeah. And um, Kevin not really getting it. Just why don't we just ask her if she stole the three thousand dollars? Yeah, totally. specifically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just Kevin's funny in this moment, just because it's like he didn't even just say like, why don't we ask her if she stole money? He says yeah. the whole thing. Why don't we ask her if she stole three thousand dollars? And let me take a step back by saying, these three characters are great. Yeah. It's really great that they get to interact the way they do in this series. Right. Um, and Kevin is definitely the shining moment for the whole thing. Yeah, of course. Because um, I, yeah. So um, we find out Meredith obviously didn't take the money. 
she would never do anything to jeopardize her children. Um, oh, her yeah. Her kid. Her kid. Specifically. Specifically, And then right. Oscar says, oh, I thought you had two. And this is where we find out. We talked about it on another episode, but uh, Meredith does have a daughter named Wendy who is with her ex-husband. That's right. And it's a shame because Wendy's the good one. The good one, right, yeah. Um, we also Amazing. find out that they all love Red Stripe, which is a Jamaican beer. Yeah, I've never heard of Red Stripe. Um, and Meredith says they should go get a drink. Right. Right now. Right. And it's not even... It's 1130, yeah, I, th- I right. think. Yeah, yeah. And then Meredith says, is that too early? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, then we interview Stanley, also known as Stanley the Manly. Um and he i think it's i think it's fair to say that he is a hostile witness at best yes i think that's fair uh he says things like he hopes whoever did it gets away with it yep um he hopes that they got something nice with it right and he said he will cooperate after if he knew who it was yeah he would cooperate after informing that person giving them a 72-hour head start to leave the country as if three thousand dollars is enough money to leave the country with, right? Like and do something fun with, um, and then he would say, "Yeah," um, and then he promptly leaves. Yeah, he's uh, not really into it now. I will say though, it's probably he's probably the least suspicious after that because it really feels like if Stanley had taken the money, he would have just said that he took it. Right. Based in on, that moment, based on that interaction, so right. I, I have to say, as a tactic, though I'm, it's not a tactic; it's just Stanley's personality. Right. But as a tactic, I feel like it's a good one. Right. <laughs> to like just dive into like yeah, just be that honest about it. Yeah. So let me say, uh, before the end of the Phyllis episode, did you think she did it? No. Meredith. Uh, no, but more than Phyllis. Like more if I had Phyllis. to, yeah. And then Stanley, obviously. I don't think he did it at all. Yeah. So Meredith's the only suspect so far that I'm like, I guess it could be. Uh, we we also find out in this episode that Oscar's mother came to visit, um, which is getting in the way of him going to see. Oh yeah, that Prince seems amazing. Tides, right. Yeah. Right? Uh, that they do like a Rocky Horror Picture thing. Angela is doing her stop talking about fun stuff right and then kevin's like is it bad and it's it ends on like a nice like it's so bad no, it's I've so never bad seen that movie. yeah yeah oh so i don't know if it's actually bad or not. i've never even heard of it so there we I go have no idea what it is so i'm, I'm sure it. it is bad yeah sorry mike shake okay next up someone in the warehouse we interview roy yeah this doesn't make any sense to me at all i mean i i understand how he gets to be there because they want to do this thing because of Angela. Mm. They're like teasing Angela, Oscar, and um, Kevin. But it's like, how would somebody in the warehouse manage to steal money? Well, that's you know what I mean. Exactly the line of conversation that happens here because <laughs> right. Roy similarly doesn't know why. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Now, I I kind of extrapolate that they probably interviewed all of the workers. We only see Roy. Oh, you think so? I think so. I don't think so. I think yeah. they're just doing it to tease Angela. Well, because I don't think. Um, it's not until they say we should ask the warehouse right. and someone brings up Roy that she starts like kind of dropping the ball and revealing that she's got a bit of a thing. Right. So I didn't think it was known before that. Right. But I do think they believe Roy is a potential suspect because he's engaged. So like he's saving sure. money or something. Yeah, right, like right. You know, and of course at this point it's already been a joke that they've been engaged for like five years or something. Right. Um, yeah, what do you think of that, Angela and Roy? I mean, I, because this so it's revealed here. Yeah. But in the series proper, we do see hints of Angela kind of getting 
getting a little flustered around Roy before he leaves. Yeah, you know, I, I think of Angela. Angela's tough because, like, it's so hard to think that she could be attracted to anybody in a mm. certain way because she's so tough as a person. Um, but I feel like the thing about Roy is I do think what she has is a sort of, like, a jealous thing. Like, she sees Pam and Roy and they seem happy or whatever. And so mm. she has, like, a thing about Roy because, like, because Pam likes him. Really? Yeah. You know, that is I think a she's one of those I was gonna say, that was a, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a perspective that Jacob and I would not have come up with. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I was thinking there's kind of a trend in that Angela likes men. Yeah, like manly men. Right. Yeah. So Dwight, like, overcompensates a lot. He does the hunting thing. And right. He's eating just meat, meat sandwiches. Yeah, like, she likes men who she perceives as capable of really taking care of her. So I wonder, because, like, Roy's, sense. like, a big guy who's strong. Yeah, no, that's probably that's part of it. That's just enough. Yeah. 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 But I don't know if it's enough, I think. Yeah, because, like, I mean, personally, on a personal level, like, she was probably introduced to Roy mm. as Pam's boyfriend, I imagine. Yeah. Um... And, like, as a lady, if I get introduced to a man as somebody's significant other, like, I just, there's not even time to develop attraction to this person because I already already know. Yeah, so there's, like, a specific kind of lady who, like, instead of that turning them off, it turns them on. And do you think that's true of Angela, though, like, the whole time? So, like, you're saying this moment here in season two, 2008. Right. But as the show progresses, do you feel like she follows well, that? Well, kind of- I don't think she's interested in Jim, for example. Right. But but I just, she is that kind of catty she, as a character. I think catty. she's that kind of catty, pun, no pun intended. Because um, she has cats. Kind of lady right. who like wants to, I mean, she wants um, Dwight and Andy to fight over her and right, like right, all right, those right. sorts of tropes so of like she pettiness. wants to be, yeah, and she wants people to want her hmm. in a way that like isn't healthy i think okay so i think like if she sees a person like pam over her she has this thing like well why doesn't he like me right kind of a thing okay i think it's possible it's part of it and again i don't know that it's the whole reason she probably is attracted to him just because of reasons you know well we find out he didn't take the money of course doesn't even know how as you said yeah right it doesn't make any sense fortunately Kevin goes through the process in detail. Right, yeah, amazing. <laughs> the key is located behind Oscar's computer, the boxes in his drawer. In that moment, I actually became, uh, this probably was when I became suspicious of Kevin as somebody who took the money. Mm. And then I, once I was suspicious of Kevin, I was like, it's probably something that has to do internally with the accounting department. Either right. one of them took it or one of them made a mistake. Right. Yeah. So your suspicions of Roy, low. Low. Um, so... We get a memo sent out to the office, um, basically just asking everybody if they've noticed any oddities with accounting or whatever, you know. If the, right. Just well, because, Kevin wants to write the memo. But Kevin wants to. He never gets to. Never gets to. And um, then I love the memo he writes. Yeah. It's um, amazing. Angela stinks. Angela stinks. Yeah. Um, he's so and Angela's over his shoulder the whole time as he writes this memo yeah she she doesn't like he wrote to whom it may concern yeah Um, doesn't like his punctuation and capitalization abilities so she does it herself he does this memo and then he goes to this great thing that Kevin often does because of his fear of Angela where he realizes that even a secret slight against her could bite him in the butt yeah so he like freaks out he's like please don't tell anybody right yeah yeah yeah. you have that zoom in of his face (laughs) that you love so much 
It's great. Because Brian Baumgartner is just like skin and tiny little <laughs> eyes. So when you zoom in, it's just face and little worried eyes. It's great. It's just hilarious. Okay. Amazing. Episode seven is things are getting tense. When the accountants still can't find the missing money, they begin to accuse each other. And the phrase, things are getting tense, is said. Is said. That's right. <laughs> um, so I'm just trying to look for the specifics because, right, Oscar finds in his books that there is $2,800 returned to petty cash mm-hmm. that he didn't right. check in. That's right. Um, so they believe that's what's missing. Right. However, uh, with some confusing finance mumbo jumbo that I don't fully understand, we find out that Kevin actually borrowed that money. Right. Uh, gambled it right on a what, sport sport game right i can't remember what on a sports ball event. a sports ball thing uh, we are i think he said go spurs so it's basketball basketball yeah, yeah okay well uh, I, I just Pistons, like it's also basketball yeah it's worth noting that that's what he did with it because that's like a very high risk gamble correct you know it's like, like he, he invested it right he's like i win or lose we'll see right yeah. he took a very high risk gamble um so yeah kevin explains that he borrowed the money from petty cash lost it and won it back in basketball that's right basketball so he returns the missing money and it's unrelated to the missing three thousand. now apparently this, he does this all the time apparently that's correct yeah because yeah there's other bits where it, like in the show he says something he's like i'm gonna take this petty cash and turn it into next month's rent i feel like maybe he does that in the golf episode maybe where he goes with jim and andy to the dartmouth dude and oh yeah, golf. yeah 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 maybe um, anyway, it's what's kind of funny about this whole series is like the learning of of the illegal practices of Dunder Mifflin, like the right. things that are clearly that nobody's worried about because they're just looking for this three thousand dollars. Right, right. You know, it's like nobody's reprimanding Kevin over this, even though he should be fired for that, right. for sure. You know. <laughs> well, so they turn on each other in this moment, and um, you know, in the first episode, Oscar's got a new watch, right? Um, that he got from a deceased relative recently within the last That's a really good moment, too. And they're kind of like, well, Angela's trying to grill him on it. And, like, Kevin's like, this is wrong. Yeah, because right. um, his, his grandfather yeah, really did just die, right. like, a week ago. Yeah. Um, so we find out in this moment, though, that Angela has a new necklace from a quote-unquote friend. Right. Is that suspicious? I mean, it is to them, but it's from Dwight, presumably, right? Right. So yeah. as the audience, we know that. We know, right, right yeah. Um, then, uh, so they have, this episode ends with uh, Kevin saying, this is exactly what they want us to do. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> and Oscar's like, who's they? Who's they, right, yeah. Uh, which is always an appropriate question. So now it's time to investigate Michael. Um, so we get to uh, episode eight, Your Mean. So essentially, uh, instead of asking Michael directly, uh, what they do is they're waiting to see if Michael leaves his office so they right. could go in and investigate. Right. Um, and again, these episodes are short, right? Two minutes at most. Yep. So in this two-minute period, it's this awkward moment where Kevin's looking over like some plants by Angela and Pam's desks, like the divider. Yeah. Um, and as he's looking, Angela's like talking smack, and then Kevin says, you're mean. Yeah. Which I guess is the first time someone said that to her. So it's like awkwardly quiet for a bit. An appropriate amount of awkwardly quiet. Yeah. And then Angela comes up. She's like, I'm not mean. And then that's when it gets really weird, right? Right. Um, Oscar's doing the gym face looking at the camera because what can be done? Yeah. Um, And he gets his, that was awkward. That's right. Um, And this episode ends with a great 
Kevin moment of him walking to the office secretly, uh, like a cartoon character. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> Episode nine, Michael's office. So Michael's left early for the day. He left at 5 p.m. Um, so the accountants go into the office and are investigating, looking for receipts or anything that looks expensive. We find out that of Michael's knockoff watch. It's a Seiko watch, but it's spelled incorrectly. Right. Uh, we find out he has a secret locked drawer. Full of snow globes. Full of amazing. snow globes, right? Amazing. Double amazing. He keeps the key to the locked drawer in the drawer <laughs> above the locked drawer. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. When they unlock the drawer, he's got it's snow, snow globes. globes. That's right. Snow globes must be locked up. We also find out that the last eight purchases from Michael are at... Uh, Jack's joke in Magic Shop. That's right, yeah. And uh, Angela also starts paying his electric bill. Oh, yeah, that's such a nice moment. It's a nice moment because it makes you think, like, how often do people do stuff like that for Michael? Right. Like, probably often, I feel like. I'm like, Angela probably always pays his electric bill. Right. You know? I don't know. It's kind of cute and and sad and funny. I mean, if it were me... So let's say I was in a... I, was, I mean, I think she's paying it out of his own account. But like, I think that's why it's worse. Oh. Because, like, he's not ready for it. Oh. So he's going to pay the electric bill, and he'll have electricity, which is great. But he's going to go to Joe's, uh, Jack's Joke and Magnet Shop. Right. And his card's going to be declined. Because he's not going to be able to get the fake throw up. And I think that's what's going to be weird. Maybe. I don't know. I think he just d- didn't pay it. I don't think he doesn't have the money to pay it. He makes a good living running Dunder Mifflin. Right. But I say that because we know he doesn't. Right. Right. Well, right. He gets, that's true. He doesn't oh, get yeah, especially paid in enough. season two, right? Right. He yeah, doesn't get paid enough because Daryl knows. And then he goes to the bankruptcy thing. That's right. Yeah. That's true. It's true. So, um, the best day of my life. Episode 10 of the Accountant's Webisodes. The first time a big character is introduced, we get Dwight. Uh, doing a one-on-one with Angela. And she's basically asking him to kind of investigate Michael um, because they're close. Right. He says he should have taken over the whole thing because she thinks that he thinks it's Meredith and, you know, Dwight being Dwight and all that kind of great stuff. Um, meanwhile, Kevin and Oscar are, discuss, uh, are looking over Angela's, Angela's books. books. Right. And they find that she double-logged something incoming. Right. So... They thought they had an extra $3,000, which is why they couldn't find it. Right. Uh, so she gets back. They reveal this. And it's all very quiet. Right? Um, you know, she's like, oh, well, good then. Closes her books, goes back to her desk. And then Oscar and Kevin just have like this nice little bro fist bump. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah. That it was her fault, not theirs. And that's it. And then they just yeah. go back to work. Yep. Um, so overall, Amanda, what would you give this web series? Uh, I think it's funny. I think it's really um, exciting to see these three characters, like you said, who aren't necessarily main characters, especially at this point in the series in season two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, have the, you know, take the lead and sort of star in the thing and, and put push it forward because all these characters are great and funny. Right. And uh, yeah, I think it's really good. I, I don't know. Am I ranking it against other Office episodes? Nope. Out of five. That's how we do it. I know, but Just like... Just out of your own like. I know, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I don't know. I'd give it 4.2 out of 5. Oh, I have to come up with you a thing. You have to come up with a thing. That's um, right. Oh. And it has to be hilarious. Oh, no, that's... <laughs> that's too much. Locked up snow globes. There it is. Great. 4.2 out of 5 locked up snow globes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I dig it a lot. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going to like it just a little bit more because I'm compensating. 
So I'm going to give it 4.5 out of 5. This thing looks expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, Amazing. it's really great. There's a couple other web series. Uh, quickly, we, we just watched the one-off, uh, Cook It with Kev. Yeah, I wish they did more of those. Yeah, I'm right. sad that's the only one because it's really funny. Yeah. He shows us how to make quesadillas and creme brulee. Yeah, and he burns the creme brulee. Yeah. We see Toby. We see Stanley. Burns the creme brulee. Quesadillas. Amanda's mouth was actually watering. Yeah, I'd actually... We, we, should, we should go get, get some, some... What do we need? Cheese Whiz? Cheese Whiz and some sour cream and onion chips. Sour cream and onion chips. All right. I'm going right. to do it. Right. Sounds good. Susan, can you add that to the uh, <laughs> shopping list? Thank you. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch, so... If Jacob ever leaves again, or maybe if we're bored or something, we'll do more of them. But um, they're really good, and yeah, it just gives all these other people time to shine during a time period where they didn't. Right. Uh, because later on, Angela becomes super important. Absolutely, Oscar too, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I was I pointed out to Amanda while we we're watching it just to give her a reference that this is before Gay Witch Hunt. Right. So I always wonder too, in the writers' minds, do they know that Oscar is gay? Right. Or not? Because he does some weird things i guess like that his mother's visiting or something but like is she really visiting right because this is also the same season during valentine's day where he gets flowers Mm -hmm. um but says it's from his mom but in a weird way right actually i wonder if this is also the sick day this must be the same season same season i think so yeah yeah. so yeah so they did know already at this point so yeah so that's always that kind of interesting to frame it um and yeah kevin's still with stacy they have not broken up yet right all right. Well, that's it for Great Scott this week. Short one, short and sweet. But, um, you know, we're just trying to make sure that you guys don't miss out on the amazing Great Scott Entertainment. Uh, visit our sponsor, Zencaster.com, to get 20% off of your uh, subscription for awesome podcast quality sound. Um, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Uh, just look up Broken Jars and all of our shows will show up. Or send us an email at brokenjarsbroadcasting at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's about it. Short and sweet. That's how I like it. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.